Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to the next episode of the Funnel My Freedom podcast. Uh, Grant here. Um, it's been it's been a little while since my last episode. Things have been absolutely crazy. Uh, crazy with the day job, crazy with planning, crazy with family and personal stuff. Just all around a little crazy, but um, but in a good way. You know, just, just a lot happening. So uh, apologies for not being able to record this a little sooner. Um, but I did want to, I think, I think my last episode resonated with a lot of people in terms of how to price, you know, drop shipping products and how to think about some of the sort of psychological factors involved in pricing. Um, what I wanted to do today was, was kind of retrospectively take a, a little step back and just talk a little bit about, um, finding, you know, good product ideas in general. Now, I've spoken about um, the criteria in the past, but I want to go a little deeper on some of the research methodology um, because I think one of the things that I see a lot of uh, in dropshipping in general, um, and and the the theme I guess applies more broadly, but but right now speaking purely about dropshipping is you know everyone wants a shortcut, right? Everyone wants to. It's kind of like the holy grail of dropshipping. I'm gonna I'm gonna basically, you know find a tool that's going to give me um, a boatload of product ideas. I'm going to pluck one. It's going to give me all the targeting, all the copy, all the images, everything that, you know, I would have to do, i.e. the hard work. And I'm going to just plug it into my store. I'm going to plug it into a Facebook ad. I'm going to hit run. And I'm going to have this viral success. You know, I won't be able to hold the orders back because there's going to be just thousands coming in a day you know and and here we go million dollar month well you can probably sense a little sarcasm in my voice uh that is unlikely to happen my friends um don't get me wrong i have been i felt the allure i have uh gone and 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 even tested out some of these um these products in these platforms and um, and you will see this can turn into a little bit of a righteous debate online, right? You're going to have some people who are going to say, ah, oh, you know, these products, they're not going to work. They're, you know, they're saturated, they're saturated markets. Um, you know, they've been done before. You're just late, you know, trying to get them up, you know, into your advertising and everything else. Um, never going to work. You, you know, it's just selling to... Uh, you know, to people who, who don't want to do the work. And then you're going to get the opposite, you know, um, stance that's going to say, uh, no, there's no such thing as a oversaturated product. There's a billion people on Facebook. These audiences are millions of customers deep. You know, no, it's not about the product being oversaturated. It's about your inability as a marketer to find an appropriate angle. So... It's a bit of a conundrum, right? Like, who to believe? Well, as always, you know, I think life tends to be, you know, 50 shades of freaking gray, right? So it's not quite so black and white that one side is right and one side is wrong. You know, there is an in-between stage. I think the people who really are lazy, who just want a done-for-you plug-and-play system are unlikely to get success. I can tell you, I have tested trying to take some of these top viral products, plug them into the same interests that they're suggesting in one of the spy tools, and had absolutely zero results. 
zero. With a video, without a video, like you name it, right? Just, just nothing but ad spend and no return. Meanwhile, you know, the smart guy is the one that owns the platform, right? 20 bucks a month from everyone coming in, nice little continuity offer, right? So, so I, I do feel that if you just plug and play, you will struggle, right? I don't believe that the, the intelligence in the software or anything else is nearly where it needs to be yet to be able to say, just take this exact formula or recipe, run with it, and you'll see results. Because the other thing that they don't tell us is how many subscribers they have to this platform. I mean, how many dropshippers are looking at the exact same thing, running the exact same interest? And if you know anything about Facebook advertising, it's also a, an auction-based process. So we would all be competing for the exact same audience, you know, driving up the, the, the cost of, you know, actually running those ads because, you know, the whole bidding process starts to spiral based on demand, right? So, so I think we have to take it with a grain of salt that if that is your expectation... I can use a spy tool, plug and play, and just sit back and watch the cash roll in. Unfortunately, life is not that kind. If you can open your mind to it, though, I do believe there is some truth in your performance reflecting your quality of marketing, right? I, I think that you know people need to understand that, and I've said this before on prior episodes, you know, platforms like Facebook are not designed for e-commerce, right? They are not designed for so on. No one, no one logs on to Facebook saying, what can I buy today, right? They are, they are based around experience, user experience. So you have, to, um, you have to take that approach in your marketing, right? If you're just screaming sell, 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 you know, and it's, and it's all alongside everyone else, you know, buy now, get yours here, you know, now, 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 now. It doesn't really resonate. You know, it, it, it starts to go against the grain of what the platform's intended usage is. Now, you can run the ads. I mean, they're not, you know, although I think they're a pain when it comes to stopping ads and everything else, nine times out of ten, you'll be able to run the ads. The question is, are you going to get a good return on it? Probably not. You know, you need to, you need to look for finding an angle. So, so here's where I net out on spy tools, right? You know, because we're talking, you know, research methods here. Spy tools is one of those things that I think just just immediately comes to mind that everyone they want the quick and the easy, right? And there are plenty of other smart marketers out there that are prepared to try and offer that. They even tie it into their, you know, their training programs and everything else. And and I think that there is um, there is benefit to them, but use them for their intended purpose, right? Where I net out is they're good for inspiration. They're good for seeing the sorts of products that have had a viral result online, you know, that have been very successful dropshipping products. And what you need to be able to do is be more of an analyst and a marketer than just a sheep, right? Don't just take it and follow it and throw it in and pray and hope that it works. You need to be able to look at it and say, why did it work? What elements of these products existed and what made them so appealing to their target demographics? You know, what made these products social media friendly? What was the why as to why someone would want this or have an emotional response to it? And look for the patterns, right? Because, you know, it, it is helpful to see 
kind of all of those things in one place. Otherwise, you're trying to like kind of search through, do your own research, maybe create a spreadsheet or something. But to see everything in one place has a value, right? And for 20 bucks a month, if it's kind of an inspiration board, it's not bad, right? It's not bad if one of those products just, you know, going through that method could lead to you finding one winning product. And you know, you are only one winning product away from a very successful store. I did a six figure store for one product and it wasn't even that good a product. In front, not, not in terms of quality, but in terms of, it was a difficult sell. It was a difficult sell. It didn't, I didn't follow my own criteria, you know, of being totally social media friendly. What I did was solve a problem for people who were unaware buyers. You know, they didn't know what options they had. They just assumed that it was a problem for them and that they had to, to, to live with it. I solved that problem for them. So, so, you know, I remind you to go back and look at the kind of the social media, you know, friendly items that I've mentioned in prior episodes. You know, think about, you know, what it is. Is it emotional? Is it utility? Problem solving? You know, what is it? Is it novel? Is it a little bit gimmicky because that can work? You know, I mean, like you've got to find something that suits the platform. But don't think that just using a spy tool um, will solve all of your problems. If you want to know what I think the best spying thing is right now, it's other stores. It's not just looking for products. It's other stores. You know, it's seeing what's already selling. You know, internet marketing rule number one, sell what's already selling. Stop trying to be a pioneer, right? You know, I think those are the kinds of things that you can look at to say, okay, if I can identify other dropshipping stores who are running Facebook ads and I can go and find their Facebook page and then on the left-hand side of the Facebook business page, I can go down to the little section that says info and ads and I can now see the exact ads they are running in, by territory, no less, right? So if they're, if they're running it in the UK, if they're running it in... Australia, if they're running it in, you know, the Far East, wherever it is, you get to see all the ads they're running for each territory. I mean, people lost their minds when they did this, but honestly, this is this is marketing gold, really, when you think about it, because now you can model what is working for someone. If you know that that store is doing well, you can model, not copy, model, right? What's their format? Are they using emojis? Are they not using emojis? What kind of image do they use? Have they... Have they just used a product image or have they included, you know, people in it? Have they put the thing into Canva and, you know, designed some text around it? What is the call to action? You know, what kind of sales message are they using? Are they using, you know, prices from? Are they saying X percent off? Are they saying free shipping? Like, what is, what's their hook, you know? Look at the imagery. Look at the patterns. Look at the format. You'll probably see that each of their ads follow a very similar structure, you know? because they've been testing in many cases what works some cases it won't be you know if you're dealing with an amateur marketer behind the scenes maybe it's just what worked the first time maybe it's not working right but then if it's not working it's because you picked someone who's not really running a successful store you know try and do your research that way that's that's true spying the problem is you know for most people that's yeah, too much work right everyone wants dropshipping to be this silver bullet you know I throw it up and money pours in and, and it's not really, you know, I do it in 10 minutes a day. Well, I think it's a great business opportunity. I think it's something that people can do with very little startup capital, only a little bit of time, and it can be extremely automated. But you have to do something. And I think just by doing a little bit more, just by um, doing some extra research and some groundwork, you're already putting yourself probably into the top 1% of marketers. Most people can't be bothered. 
So why not give yourself those kind of, why not tilt those odds a little bit in your favor? Why don't put yourself into a, into a smaller category of people who are prepared to do a little legwork? Because, you know, you, you should really see yourself reaping far greater rewards by, by basically being in that market than just being like all the other clones plugging and playing from some thrown together software tool and hoping for the best, all right? So use those for inspiration, do your research, but, um, but let me pick up here a little bit on just, you know, I believe, you know, like I just mentioned, that looking at other stores is one of the best research methods you can do, you know? Um, there are certain scripts that you can put into the end of, you know, the URL to see what Shopify bestsellers are. Um, but, you know, honestly, I feel just digging around and finding other successful dropshipping stores, um, you know, looking at people who are already running Facebook ads, you know, just doing some of that is some of the best things you can do. Um, other things that I would mention just to, to think about, if you're not doing this, then you need to be. Use, use the big sites, guys. You know, use Amazon. Amazon is like just so good for marketers because think about it. If you're not using Amazon, you are you are leaving money on the table and you are missing a trick, right? Amazon breaks everything down. It is so nicely organized, right? It breaks everything down into categories and subcategories, you know. So you can go and start looking at things like bestseller lists by category. Now, all you have to do is take the two-step process, right? Look at the bestsellers, bestsellers, bestsellers. Excuse me, by by category, right? So, like, either by your your, your niche or by your uh, kind of intended, you know, um, area, that, you know, products that you want to be selling or you know your passion or whatever it is. Go and look at the the categories. If you don't have a select, if you're running a general store, just go and click through the different categories in general. Look at things like health and beauty. Look at household. Look at children's, right? Look at the things that you know from if you've ever run a Facebook ad, what some of your marketing and targeting options are, right? Go and look at those areas and look at bestsellers, right? You have to immediately then, that's the second step of the process, start filtering things through the lens of the, the social, social media friendly um, product criteria. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time speaking today. It's probably because I haven't had my coffee yet. But look through that lens, right? So you've got the best sellers. You've got Amazon hard data that says that these things are selling the most on a daily basis. And then look, at, you know, you have to be able to discount the things that are like truly not social media friendly, right? So if you've got, um, I don't know, let, let's say you've got uh, household, right? You've navigated to household bestsellers and bestseller number one or two or three happens to be, you know, a 20 pack of, you know, Charmin Ultra, you know, toilet paper. Well, guess what? You know, it stands to reason that some people are just doing their weekly grocery, you know, shop, you know, they're buying their kind of their weekly needs through Amazon, through Amazon Prime and everything else now and the household items and the pantry and all the stuff that they have, right? Because they want everyone to buy everything through Amazon. That does not mean you should now go and start running, you know, TP ads, you know, up on Facebook, all right? Use use a little common sense, guys. You know, like, discount those things and look at what's left. Look at what's kind of sitting there as something that's a little unique, a little gimmicky, a little novel, um, something that brings out an emotion, something that solves a problem that, you know, people may not realize, you know, the solution is there. Like, 
you've got to find an angle, right? As marketer, you've got to find an angle. You want to be able to evoke an emotion in someone where they go, like, think, to put it simplistically, think of it this way. What would make someone see your ad and either tag a friend or click share? Because ultimately, that's what we're trying to do here, right? We're trying to make something provoke a response where they like they get excited about it, right? So if it's not kind of worth talking about, is it really that exciting a product? Can you look at your product and be like, you know what? I don't know. I don't. You know, I've run the ads and no one ever shared it, or you know, all the rest of it. Like, uh, you know what? I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example of an actual product that I um, I was selling that that fits into this category, right? I was selling a brightly colored, dumbbell-shaped water bottle, okay? So imagine in a, like an aluminous yellow, sort of see-through. It, it's shaped like a dumbbell at the gym that you would be lifting as a weight, and it has a screw cap on the top with a mouth, you know, drinking piece on it, right? And you can unscrew that. You can fill up the dumbbell. You can see the water filling up, you know, through the the lower piece, up through the middle handle, up into the top of the dumbbell. And then you can close it up. And if you want to put your, you know, whatever, your your whey powder, your protein in it, whatever, that's fine. You can use it as a water bottle, that's fine. And it's made from high-grade, you know, plastic, right? But now I had, it was a range, and it had like four or five different colors, right? It was like yellow, red, green, blue, black or something, right? And they were all semi-see-through. So you could see how much liquid was in there, right? Well, when you start taking something like that, right? A dumbbell that, you know, um, is brightly colored. It's unique, right? it's, It's interesting, right? It's a water bottle, but it's shaped like something. And it's shaped like something that ties into somebody's passion and interest, right? Fitness and the gym. So I was running ads to people who loved gym-related interests, you know? I mean, when you actually take a step back and think about it in bite-sized pieces, a lot of these things make sense, you know? My copy could have the emoji of, you know, someone doing, like, the strong arm. And, you know, like, just think about all those pieces. I hope, I hope this is kind of causing a few little light bulb moments. I mean, I know that some of what I'm talking about are very sort of still quite high level general principles of of dropshipping and research and things. So, you know, and if you've been in this game a little while, you may think that some of it's a little basic. But how many people fail to pull all of these parts together, right? Because, you know, think about it. If you fail at just one of these, your whole offering fails. Right, you know, I mean, that's the hard part. People don't seem to associate the chain of events with the overall success of your store, right? Your ad could crush it, but if your product page sucks and fails to convert, you don't get money. If your ad doesn't, if your ad sucks, you don't get money at all because no one ever makes it to your store. If your ad is good with the targeting's off, you still don't get anybody to your store, very few people. And if your product cost is too high, which actually in the case of the the dumbbell, I had a couple of issues with it. I mean, it sold fantastically well. It was very viral. It was um, thousands of likes. It was uh, shared probably a thousand times. I mean, it was great, right? But, excuse me, sneezing this morning too. Um, 
but it was uh, it was a little expensive, so I didn't quite get some of the margin that I was looking for. Right, it was a little expensive. Um, and the other downside to the product um, didn't happen that often, but it happened a couple of times. Right, which is the issue is you know it was this kind of high grade plastic, but you know this thing's being shipped now from China. Right, it's being shipped you know, to the USA, it's gone on a plane, it's been thrown around alongside everything else in the mail system, and unfortunately, a couple of times, the dumbbell would get either dented or cracked. Well, as a water bottle, that's a problem, right? So I did get a couple of customers asking for um, replacements, you know, but again, I could work with the supplier and make sure that that happened. But but do you see how end-to-end, you know, there's there's a lot of potential points of failure in any business. There's a lot of choke points. All I'm trying to do through my, my episodes here and through our discussions is break down some of these individual areas so that you look at them strategically as an area and you don't just either, one, get overwhelmed by looking at everything in one big massive pot, or two, that you don't do the opposite of that, which is just, you know, barge through and launch things that are ill-conceived that you haven't really thought through. Okay, so, so, you know, use Amazon, you know, use the bestseller lists, apply your marketing lens, think like a marketer, look at it from a social media perspective, is it friendly, does it meet our criteria, or does it not, and think about um, what some of the potential issues might be with that product down the line, and think about, you know, what price point you feel you can achieve and whether there's enough margin even to begin with. You know, take that time up front. Everyone's in such a rush to launch some things because there's this perception that, you know, the money will come quicker. I just got to launch it. And yes, I do believe in taking action, but but do a little prep. Do a little prep, right? You know, take a little look up front. Do some planning. Try and mitigate risk up front because otherwise all you're doing is you're burning your own ad dollars. You know, you're just, you're burning it on something that isn't really a good fit. Um... And who can afford to start just wasting hundreds, if not thousands of dollars? Like, who wants to do that? Absolutely nobody. You know, so save yourself some aggravation. Take a step back. Look at your store too. Look at what's already in there. Um, Can you honestly fit it into some of these things that we're talking about here? And by the way, I'm not saying you have to take everything down off of your store. You know, it's up to you how kind of clean and managed you want to keep it. You know, but do think very long and hard about the pages, the specific pages you are driving ads to. You know, don't just send people to product pages that are an absolute disaster. You know, don't don't waste your money like that. You know, be realistic. Would you buy from that page? Does it look legit? Is the product description good? Is the is you know, is are the product images good? Have you at least bothered to white out, you know, Chinese characters and stuff like that? Just, just think about the stuff. It really is common sense at the end of the day, but it's amazing how many people, you know, to come full circle in this conversation, just want to go straight in, launch without any thought, and launch something that somebody else has thrown into a software tool and said, hey, this is a winner, without any real sense of background validation or really thinking it through. Like, are the targeted interests that they're suggesting, do they even make sense? What's your angle? How do you make it unique to your store? If you know, even if you keep the targeting the same, how do you make it more unique? You know, 
Otherwise, you're just going to look like everybody else's ad. And if they've already seen it 20 times, why on earth would they buy from you? So, please, you know, spend some time up front. And I know in these episodes, you know, I jump around a little bit. It is a little bit stream of consciousness for me, you know, because I'm trying to... I'm trying to pick out specific areas that I struggled with that will actually help you. You know, I could get on here every day and talk for the sake of talking, um, but that's not my intent. My intent is to really help you avoid pitfalls um, that will just, they'll just wipe you out, you know, and I I don't mean that to throw a down on it. I love e-commerce. I love dropshipping. I love internet marketing. It is truly an area that I've kind of discovered as a passion. You know, I, I, I kind of stumbled into it out of looking for a business that would fit a need. But, you know, it is, it is an amazing space. But, but, but you have to still treat it like a business. Please, treat it like an actual business. And you will see just how quickly your results start to change. If you treat it like an amateur hobby, and if you can honestly be honest with yourself that that's what you're doing you're just not putting any time in you're you're kind of doing it on a on a hope that it works hope is not a strategy guys it really isn't we don't hope to have results we engineer the circumstances to give us results because we do it strategically we don't just throw things up and hope for the best and hope that one day probability will kick in to say just one of these out of the 200 that I'm trying to do and tested have worked. Because otherwise, guess what? You're just going to go further and further into the red, right? Further and further down on testing. And yes, that's part of the game. Don't think you can avoid it. But do you really want to have spent pretty much your entire war chest hoping that one of them works? I think not. So listen to some of these points. Use Amazon, use other stores, use Facebook info and ads. Don't rely purely on spy tools. Use them for inspiration, but use them to find the patterns um, and just put some time in. It's not a lot of time, but spend some time. You know, go and brainstorm, go and dig deeper. And by the way, I'll finish on this. If you are in Amazon, feel free. Like, there's no rule here, right? Dig. If you look at a product that's a bestseller, the other thing that I meant to say, right, Amazon gives you, you know, this people that bought this product also bought very valuable go and look at the other alternatives dig down you know niche down into something you'll find sometimes your best product ideas will come from finding one and then digging three or four levels deeper the other thing that you get by looking at what people also bought you get amazing things to do as upsells or product bundles they're complementary products a lot of the time you know so go and look maybe you're you know again this is an area to stand out go and create a bundle and put one or two or three of these items in, drive the overall perceived value way higher, get a much higher purchase price. You know, test it. At least you'll be different. Take one of those ideas off the software tool, look it up on Amazon, look at what other people also bought, turn it into a bundle. Even if you were running it to the same targeting interest, you'll immediately be different. So I hope you're having a few ahas. I hope this is, you know, is helpful and interesting. Um... But I can see that I'm, you know, I'm already a little over the time that I wanted to be here. So I'm going to I'm going to wrap up um, as ever, ladies and gents, um, funnel my freedom at gmail.com questions, comments, feedbacks. Um, please uh, go and go and take a look at this. Take action. Go and take a look at Amazon. Go and take a look at 
you know, get, get some inspiration, get, get a little fired up and see how your store starts to transform once you actually apply, you know, some real marketing to it. So, uh, so best of luck and I will catch you on the next episode.